0: Now, I need to be honest with you, the program you're hearing, I recorded a day early because of the changing weather situation in the state of Florida. But even though the radio program is recorded a day early, I believe there's going to be some very vital information. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. Today's program... I believe is going to contain some information that you absolutely need to hear. I know that Florida is being terribly impacted as this program is is being released and aired around the country and as a podcast on Thursday. I have family that actually lives on the west coast of Florida. In the Venice and Northport area between Sarasota and Port Charlotte, if you've been following the news. So obviously, I do have some deep concerns. And today, Thursday, is going to be, well, tell the story. A lot of other things are happening. And and the reason I decided to record this program early, I don't know how the state is going to be totally impacted over the next day or so wanted to make sure in the event that WRMI can be on the air, but their infrastructure to get the program in may be down, so I wanted to make sure that I had it in in time, and hopefully maybe by Friday, we'll have a better idea of what is occurring in that part of the world. I spent a number of years in Florida. I may have been born in the state of New York, but I've lived in the south the majority of my life in Florida, well, we arrived there like in 1998. And so I do have about 24 years experience with with the weather in Florida. Florida has been my, my primary location over this almost quarter century. I can remember 18 years ago, tracking Hurricane Charlie during the month of August, not knowing what was going to happen. The same kind of predictions. Tampa Bay is going to be in play. And then it came into shore, more powerful, though not quite as large as this hurricane, down around Pontagorda Gorda in, in Charlotte County, just below where I was living at the time. Which goes to show our forecasting ability 18 years ago, and even today, hasn't changed much because the forecast day or two ago was Tampa Bay. It's going to hit Tampa Bay. Every major weather correspondence flocked to Tampa Bay. And then it came in south. And how the Okeechobee area, where WRMI's thousand acres of antennas will fare through all this is yet to be seen. And so I wanted to make sure the program was there early. Now, if you watch most of the mainstream TV channels, and this is what I want you to to stop and listen to me very carefully. If you read mainstream news, you you would think this hurricane is the biggest thing that ever happened. You would think it's the worst hurricane that ever was. And you'd be told in no uncertain terms, it's because of fossil fuels and climate change. I mean, this is what they're going to tell you. It's all climate change. It's your fault. It's your car. It's the fact you you barbecue meat. This is why hurricanes are so terribly bad. It's all your fault. We need the Green New Deal. We need to get rid of all fossil fuels. We need you to have electric cars. We need you to have windmills. We need you to have solar panels to stop the hurricanes from hitting the shore. And it is a bunch of garbage. I'm trying to be very polite in my language because I listen to these idiots. Total absolute morons and idiots that pretend they're more intelligent than you on CNN. They think at MSNBC, well, we're the smartest people on the block. You're the dumbest reprobates with clouded minds and delusion. That's what you really are. And you are supporting a party that the only thing they have left to win on is lying to you. I'm trying to be not political per se, but come on. You're going to tell me this is the best economy in ages? You're going to tell me that the Inflation Reduction Act has reduced inflation? No, it was, and you would, look, the Democrats even admitted it. It wasn't an inflation reduction act. It was a climate bill masquerading as a phony inflation reduction act. And these idiots, and I'm calling them idiots, it's the most polite thing I can say. They are reprobate-minded morons. They're buffoons. They're liars. They're scum. They're not to be trusted because they can't tell the truth. None of them. Senator Amy Klobuchar, how can Minnesota keep putting this idiot back into the Senate? Everything that falls out of her mouth is garbage. She needs a face diaper for the stuff that comes out of her mouth. It is that bad. And she's lying about climate change. And if you vote Democrat, we can stop the hurricanes. What an arrogant fool to believe that she and her party can stop the hurricanes. Just vote for, vote for us in the midterms and we'll put an end to hurricanes. This is how stupid these people have become. And the worst part is we have people graduating high school and colleges that I mean, believe it. When I, years and years and years ago, many years ago, I can remember running across that Bible verse that God would give them, this is in Thessalonians, mass delusion, where they will believe the lie. And I I had a hard time envisioning that at least 50 years ago. How could people be so stupid? How could people be so blind? How could people be so arrogant? How can people look at facts straight on and choose to believe the lie? And I'm watching it play out in my lifetime in ways that none of us could ever expect. So there's Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar, earlier this week, the senator from the great state of Minnesota. And really, I have friends in Minnesota, and most of the state is actually pretty normal until you get to a few of their desolate, decrepit cities run by Democrats like Amy Klobuchar. You know, member Minneapolis, member of the George Floyd riots. It doesn't come from the heartland of Minnesota. It comes from the reprobate run cities in Minnesota that keep putting these buffoons in office. like Amy Klobuchar who knows that her party can fix climate change and stop hurricanes. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. And honestly, that's all today's Democrat party has left. Hoping that you are stupid, ill-informed... Uneducated or brainwashed. It pretty much is what it takes. Or you're so into celebrating your sin that you'll do anything to be accepted. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. But this entire climate change narrative, most of you understand it that are listening to this program, and how the narrative has been continually changing for over 50 solid years. They keep moving the goalposts because every prediction they make never comes true. What do you mean? Aren't hurricanes getting worse and worse? I mean, aren't they right? Look at look at the weather channel, look at CNN, look at, I mean, they're 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 blowing in the wind on the shores of Florida. But that's not really a true narrative. I I've been doing some research and I was very close to my grandparents who were raised who were raised in New York State, New York City area, and spent a lot of time in Long Island. They were born around the turn of the 20th century. And so they remember many of the hurricanes and storms that hit New York and Long Island. In fact, I was born the night that Hurricane Hazel came barreling into New York City. That was back in 1954. I can remember Hurricane Donna in 1960. I'm a young child, but I remembered it. My grandparents were building a house. I'm um, in Hassett Bay. And I can remember my grandparents telling stories about the hurricanes that, that hit Long Island back in the 1930s. And how one of their, they had a little beach house way out in the Hamptons. They weren't wealthy. They just happened, that's back when people could afford stuff like that. They had a little bungalow that got pushed into a bay by the storm. My dad had built it for them. a little, Just a little cabin before the Hamptons got discovered by all the wealthy uh, movie stars and what have you. It's back in the 1930s. And today we're being told that it's because we drive SUVs, it's because we eat hamburgers and use barbecue grills, that we're bringing the world to a crashing end. And only Democrats can fix it by having us drive around in electric cars. That's going to solve climate change. And to believe that, you have to throw out logic and real science and real fact to believe a bunch of baloney foolishness and lies first lie hurricanes are getting stronger and 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 they're they're coming more frequently that's lie number 1 the other night i'm watching television tuesday night joe bastardi he is with what is called Weather Bell. He, he goes back to the early days of some of the finest weather organizations, and the mainstream media hates his guts. They can't stand the guy. They call him a climate change denier. They call him a, an extremist. He's a weirdo, he's, but he's always accurate. Where your buffoons and baloney clowns and, you know, your Bozo the Clown weather people at CNN consistently get it wrong. When do they ever get it right? They don't. But you keep getting lied to over and over again and you forget the last lie and you're believing the new one. That's the only way that it can happen. Your brain has been so conditioned To believe the momentary lie, you forget the lie they told you last week, last year, even the day before. Think about that for a moment. Joe Bastardi has been dead on accurate. Year after year after year. That's why the New York Times, that's why the Washington Post, that's why CNN, that's why MSNBC despise the man. Because he makes them look like total morons every time they talk about weather. And it's got to be man-made climate change. It's man-made politics. It has nothing to do with man-made climate change. And so I'm watching... Joe Bastardi he was actually on the Hannity program on Tuesday night and he made an interesting observation now listen to him carefully and I can attest to this having spent a number of years in Florida well first of all this will be the sixth hurricane major hurricane
1: in 57 years to hit the Florida coast south of a Tampa to Cape Canaveral line so from both Uh, both uh, basins, the Gulf and the Atlantic, this is only the sixth in the last 57 years. The previous 50 years, 16 major hurricanes hit. Now, I don't care if you're left, right, or what kind of math you believe in, 16 in 50 years is far more frequent than six in the last 57 years. Take New England, for instance, one every 6.7 years from 1938 to 1991, a landfalling hurricane. Nothing since then they simply make up stories and they know that the general public is not a weather geek like me and has loved this stuff since he was 3 so
0: they get away with it and that is exactly so they get away with it they get away with it because for the past 50 years for the past 50 long years we have been decimating our educational system the ability of critical thinking has been diminished so many people instead of thinking for themselves and really doing research have learned how to google and what they don't realize is over the past decade or so google is now controlling your narrative it's no longer just information that you can sift through and make a decision it is controlled information controlled information When I was doing a little bit of research, and I thought I'd see, depending upon which search engine you use, you type in the name Joe Bastardi, who is now with Weatherbell, who you just heard. And all the top stories at Google for the first several pages are climate denier, weather extremist, weirdo, Joe Bastardi. They don't even, they're not even being fair, they're not being honest, they're being intellectually bankrupt, morally bankrupt, and journalistically irresponsible. Because it's not true. His forecasts stand the test of time, but try to find that on Google, try to find it at Yahoo!, Try to find it at CNN. Try to find it at MSNBC. The lying reprobates that run the news that is the propaganda wing of the Democrat Party to keep you in line. We must solve climate change. We must vote Democrat. We must tax ourselves into prosperity and have windmills and solar panels everywhere. You know, the day's going to come where there's going to be renewable energy, but you're not going to fast track it by legislation. You're not going to demand we create something that has not yet been created. So I'm going back and looking over the history. And and I found this article that Joe wrote back in April of this year talking about, you ready for this, talking about the hurricane impact forecast for the United States. And I'm just going to share a few highlights. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but boy, it this is back in April when everybody was saying we're going to have like, a, you know, a thousand named storms and we're going to be wiped out because of climate change. Vote Democrat. And here's what he writes. So how do we forecast this in a way so you can understand the impacts the season will have? And he strongly believes the number game industry plays what they're playing with you on the news media is totally laughable anybody can put out a slew of numbers before the season with a large range where are they going what is the nature of the season what are the characteristics will it have see they don't care about that at msnbc we have 10 name storms 20 name storms it means nothing well, we didn't have those 20 name storms 100 years ago. We didn't have satellite technology 100 years ago. We couldn't observe from 23,000 miles in space what's going on in the Atlantic or much of the oceans of the world. And so what we could see as a tropical depression were never counted. Yet the numbers of those that hit the land We're still higher than they are today. There are a lot of storms, and I watched it just about a week or so ago. A lot of storms, you know, formed in the Atlantic. We had one come up the East Coast toward Bermuda and then up to Canada. Then we had this one, this one in the Gulf of Mexico, Ian. But years ago, 75 years ago, there were many storms that formed off the, the coast of the continent of Africa that never were named, that headed toward the west and then toward the north and, and just disappeared. They were never named. They were never counted because, frankly, we didn't even know they existed So what, what Joe Bastari tried to do in April was kind of show where he considered the, the potential impact. And, and it's more than just numbers. It's like how many storms. You know, it doesn't matter how many storms. How many will remain weak? How many will never impact land? He, he was showing that you know, the year 2020 was actually a stronger impact season. And then he has an impact score. Zero being the lowest and 10 being the highest. And he was saying back, ready for this, what he was saying, what he was saying back earlier this year, the Gulf of Mexico was going to be one of the higher impacted areas followed by the Southeast and coming up the Atlantic Coast. The Northeast would be minimal. Bahamas were going to be average and they... That's about what happened. The Caribbean was low, and Mexico and Central America slightly higher. And guess what? To date, that's pretty much how it has panned out since that prediction. Now, when you look at the years past, like I say, Hurricane Donna, he refers to that in what he wrote. He said, for example, the queen of all storms, Donna, scored a four on the Atlantic coast. A three in the South, on the Gulf Coast and a three in the southeast and a two in the northeast. In other words, it impacted when Donna came through. It came through the Gulf across Florida, up the east coast, impacted the southeast below Cape Hatteras, and then still impacted Long Island in New York City and into Connecticut. You know, when I was a kid, I thought that hurricanes came every year based on that experience. And then after Donna, there was really nothing that I can remember growing up from that point on. Everything went quiet. I can remember the climate extremist back in 2004. Now, as many of you know, in 2004, I was the pastor of a church in Sarasota County. My wife and I lived in Venice, Florida. And we had gotten there in 1998. And every year everybody talks about you know the danger of the hurricanes and that we're all going to get wiped out every summer and then just be ready for it. And nothing happened until 2004. And then again, the East Coast was impacted in 2005. I remember it. And then everything went quiet for years and years and years, over a decade. Florida became, I mean, remember, we've heard about some of the great hurricanes of the past 30, 40 years. Hurricane Andrew. There was Hugo in Charleston. But see, they don't happen every year. When's the last time a Hurricane Hugo hit South Carolina? When is the last time a massive hurricane struck the east coast of Florida. It's been a while. But to listen to MSNBC, it's going to happen 10, 15, 20 times a year if we don't stop climate change. Look, I spent some time in emergency management toward the end of my, quote, paid working career. And I learned a lot during that time. How poorly most people are in things like preparedness. There are a lot of folk in Florida that just expect government to come by and bail them out when the storm is over. Bring them food and water and air conditioning. It's not going to happen. 2004. Hurricane Charlie hit Punta Gorda, Florida. Came through an area called Deep Creek into Charlotte County most of the homes survived some did lose some roofs or roof shingles and there was some damage my wife and i spent a lot of time in august of that year it was hot it was muggy it was awful bringing in food bringing in water bringing in building supplies from our church one of my members was a contractor and he ceased construction on all the houses he had up in the Bradenton, Florida area and took his entire crew and we came down to help strangers secure their homes for 2 weeks to make sure that they had the things that they needed to make sure they had rides if they had no way to get to a shelter to cool down where there was air conditioning and the place rebuilt Places like that always do. I know at the time that I'm recording this program, this is going to be a terrible storm. And of course, as I'm recording this program, I'm deeply concerned about my family that is in harm's way on the west coast of Florida. But I'm thankful that my family also has common sense. And they have learned to be prepared. So while I'm concerned, I'm not in panic mode. Life will bring us all various kinds of storms. It's not gonna be a category three, four, or five hurricane, it could be a tornado, it could be a blizzard, it could be a flood, it could be cancer. It could be the unexpected death of a loved one, a spouse, sometimes even a child. We deal with all kinds of storms in this life. Don't let anybody take advantage of the negative aspects and use that as a way to deceive you. Bad things happen to good people. There's no doubt about that. Life is not always as we hope it will be. All of us have many storms in life, many of them unanticipated. I go back to 2004. My wife and I were out there helping people that had gone through a disaster. The audio quality, I can't use it because you know it just was done on some very basic equipment. The Sunday after Hurricane Charlie, I preached a sermon called Keep Me Safe Till the Storm Passes By. I wish I could play it for you. And I recounted what we had gone through, what many of our members had gone through, and what I had seen in all my daily visits to that region. And I also talked about the resilience that many people had. And how we have to be prepared because there is no guarantees of anything. When the Amy Klomachars or the Chuck Schumers or the President Biden's or any of the intellectually bankrupt crowd signed us trying to sell you a bill of goods about man-made climate change. Remember, it used to be global freezing. In nineteen seventy, we were gonna freeze ourselves to death with snowfall on Miami Beach by, I don't know, nineteen ninety. We're destroying the planet. We're gonna freeze to death. Europe's going to freeze to death because it doesn't have any gas. I mean, Europe has been cold over the many centuries, and they kept warm. They survived even some of the coldest weather on record. we become very spoiled. Storms come to all of us. Troubles can find any of us. And there's no guarantees at all. For None of us have a guarantee of how things will pan out in this life. I can remember a few years ago, my wife and I now, my first wife, by the way, as, I, as many of you know. It was a month after Hurricane Charlie and all the time we spent in Punta Gorda that my wife had a reoccurrence of cancer that came on rapidly, brain cancer. She had had breast cancer that had gone to lung cancer that had become eventually brain cancer. And within a month of that hurricane, she died. That was unexpected for me. I never anticipated that was going to happen. We thought we had all these wonderful victories. But there's no guarantee But the world goes on, life goes on, and life in Christ needs to go on. I'm married now, and I can remember it wasn't that many years ago, watching and waiting for a storm off the coast of the eastern side of Florida that looked like it was heading directly our way. And we were prepared. We even evacuated and came up to our place in Georgia. Funny thing is, the storm hit Florida. The power never went off. But that same storm tracked its way up to the mountains of Georgia, caused some thunderstorms and some trees to come down. We were without power at that little cabin in North Georgia, thinking we're safe from a hurricane for two weeks. And there was no phone or Internet for over a month. Storms can happen to us anywhere, even when we think we've, we've come to a safe place. Like I say, everything seemed so wonderful at the end of August of 2004. People were getting their lives put back together. And within weeks, my entire world was upside down. Don't believe the alarmists that are trying to use something and distort something. And that's what they're doing. They are distorting. When Amy Klobuchar makes claims that, you know, by taxing us and and we passed this climate change bill, that's the one they called the Inflation Reduction Act. She lied about that, too. We're going to fix inflation. We're going to fix climate change. They're going to fix nothing. They can't control climate. They think they can. The only thing they can control is the economy, and they're destroying it right before your very eyes. The only thing they can do is rip away your freedoms, and they're doing it every day. In what I mean, look at the FBI being weaponized. This storm will pass Florida. It will leave destruction and pain and suffering in its wake. All storms do of that nature. Are there more of them? No. There have been times in history, even when we couldn't count them all, that were worse. Far worse. The number of storms that have hit the Northeast is diminished. And as Joe Bastardi pointed out, the number of actual storms impacting the land has gone down. The key is more people now live on the shore, so yeah, the dollar and cents value is much higher because we're now building and living in those well, regions that are that do have a risk. But understand this one thing. First, let's pray for those that have been and are still in harm's way. From Hurricane Ian. It may be tomorrow or even this weekend before we even have any idea of the extent of the damage and long term ramifications of this storm. And this storm will find its way across the peninsula of Florida. It'll work its way back up the coast. And it will impact places like the Carolinas and Georgia come back inland and cause extensive rain and flooding all the way here to where we are now in Virginia. Now our home this time around on the east coast of Florida is is relatively safe. And the way that place is built and where it's located, we're not worrying about it at all. God takes care of us. We may look in terms of this hurricane and its devastation. Those that want to control your life will try to convince you that they can fix it for you, but they're not God. They like to think they're gods. They like to think they control God. They like to think they control churches to celebrate their sins and and demand God obey them. They're all reprobates. They're all fools, every one of them. Amy Klobuchar (laughs) gets in front of you and says, vote for us, We'll, we'll, we'll stop the hurricanes. How much of an ego does it take to say, I can stop a hurricane? The only one that I know that could ever do that was Jesus Christ, even the winds and the storm obey him. They don't obey Amy Klobuchar, they're not gonna obey you or I. The winds will circulate, the winds will blow. The Bible makes it clear. Decent weather, bad weather, they're a part of life. Good times and bad times. We mark our lives by those events. We remember those wonderful events. We remember some of the saddest points in our lives. But one of the truisms that I have learned over the years goes back to this old, old hymn from many, many years ago that I want to share with you right now. Even in the storms of life, we can reach out to an Almighty God, and we can pray that He will keep us safe until the storm Passes by. In
1: the dark of the midnight, have I all hid my face while the storms howl above me, and there's no hiding place. Mid the crash of the thunder. Precious Lord, hear my cry, keep me safe, till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more. Till the clouds roll forever From the sky Hold me fast, let me stand In the hollow of thy hand Keep me safe Till the storm passes by Many times Satan whispered, there is no use to try, for there's no
0: end of sorrow, there's no hope by and by, but I know
1: Thunder sounds no more Till the clouds
0: Condition of that song, Keep Me Safe Until the Storm Passes By. I know it's hard sometimes when we go through something terrible and traumatic, whether it be a hurricane, a tornado, as I mentioned, some disaster in your life, the loss of a loved one unexpectedly. We all go through them. There is no guarantees in this life of nothing but happiness and good times. We face those difficult and stressful periods in our life. In 2004, after Hurricane Charlie and after the loss of my first wife, I didn't know if I could ever get my life put back together. I thought, I'm done. But By God's grace, by God's grace, here I am today. 18 years later doing this radio program. No matter what you're going through, one of the reasons this program is on the air is not just to be giving you news and information. I know it's important we'll continue to do so, but it's to give you hope. Right now, as I produce this program a day early, like I say, I'm doing it because I don't know what the situation is going to be at one of our primary stations, WRMI, in Okeechobee. The storm is going to be passing close by, but that thousand acres of antenna could be horribly impacted if the winds are strong enough and the rain is heavy enough. And how the electricity and other things will will fare, we don't know. A facility that massive, there's no way to justify having generators. So if power is out for any extended time, the station will be off. You cannot justify the massive cost of generators. Now, right now I need to take a break and I'll share a few more thoughts on the other side of this break. I've got many things on my mind that are important. And I want you to pray for this ministry and the direction of this ministry in the days, weeks, and months ahead. And I'll share more on the other side. This is Truth To Ponder. With Bob
1: Beerman. The mystery of the autumn repentance. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out, my friend, as fast as you can. So you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Teshuva. Try it. It's Hebrew. Teshuva for repentance. It means repentance. It means to return. Teshuvah. Now, for 2,000 years, the Jewish people have wandered the earth away from Messiah. And for 2,000 years, most Jewish people have rejected the gospel. And looking at this, it's easy to wonder if they'll ever turn back. But there's a mystery in the sacred Hebrew calendar year. Because in the year, the sacred calendar year, every year, it's the autumn with Yom Kippur, the Feast of Trumpets, which has the sound of the shofar. And that's the season of teshuva, of repentance. The autumn represents not the beginning of the year, it's the end of the Hebrew year. The great mystery is that God has set up the age like a Hebrew year. And the fact that the season of repenting comes at the end, not the beginning, it signifies that the time of Jewish repentance, their return to God and Messiah is only going to happen not at the beginning of the age, but at the end of the age. Just as the Hebrew year waits for the Jewish people to repent in the end, In order to conclude it, so the entire age and the creation is waiting for the return, the repentance, the teshuva of the Jewish people to their Messiah. It will surely come in God's appointed time. And when it does, so too will come Messiah and redemption to the world. So never stop praying for the Jewish people or the redemption. Because even though it takes time, the time will surely come. And the same for your life. Never stop seeking God for the blessing that he has for you. Because God's promises are good and they'll come in their appointed time. And when they do, you'll know they were more than worth the wait. Now, want more on this mystery? Ask for Elul. Now, how would you like to receive special daily meditations, teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy and a free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible mystery the temple doors on all free? You'll love it. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to his ancient people and to reach millions of unreached peoples from every nation around the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can literally touch five continents through shortwave broadcast. That's Y E S. -S 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 H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Cahn saying, Don't give up, my friend. God will come through in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace.
0: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, if you're just tuning in, this program was recorded a day in advance. The reason we had to do that is not knowing what the situation was going to be in Florida. As many of you know, this program airs and on, um, on Thursday, three times, actually four times um, in Florida on WRMI at both 5 and 6 p.m. Eastern, also at 10 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Pacific time on various frequencies. And with Ian coming through Florida, we don't know what the impact was going to be in getting the program delivered or if there would be any damage, no electricity or antenna field damage, building damage, unknown at this time as we're putting the program together. And rather than wait to the last minute, I decided it would be beneficial to record now in the event they are able to operate at some capacity and the program would be there. So that's why we decided to record a day early. Now, what will transpire, as I record this, I don't have any idea. My gut reaction tells me that that facility's been there for many years. And I am deeply concerned, depending upon the track of the storm, what could happen at WRMI. I sincerely am. And will any transmitter be damaged? Will any antenna systems be no longer functioning? Will the electricity be off for an extended period of time or, or or the phone lines that go to the building, will they be gone for, for an extended uh, period? We'll know more as Thursday night goes into Friday morning, whether we're on the air there anytime soon or not, or if things should be all right. We don't know. But I know that my, my good friend, uh, Don Fisch, uh, Frisch, who's their engineer, who's actually older than I am. He's the only engineer for that entire facility because you can't find people anymore. And he's in his 70s. I'm, I'm 68. And my health is not allowing me to do that at the moment. That kind of work. Time will tell. And there may have to be changes if there's any impact there. And we'll talk about that maybe Friday or, or next week. Depends on what happens. We just don't know. There are a lot of people that I know that still live in that region. And, and my prayers, believe me, are with them. Most of those that I know down there, they know how to take care of themselves. And they, I'm sure they have made their plans. And I pray that they, they're kept safe as this storm passes by. There's a lot going on in the background, and I think maybe today, because I don't know if it's just going to be uh, this radio program as a podcast and not even on a radio. Uh, I'm having a debate, and just so you know, there's one station we're on in in the state of Utah, and, and I've got to make a decision whether to maintain being there or not. And, and I've heard from people on that station, on AM 540, would you let me know if you do listen? It would mean a lot to me today if you'd take the time and send me an email. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. We're also on now just three nights a week. I believe it's two or three nights a week on KVOH in, uh, in Simi Valley, California. The reason is not us making the decision we had been debating whether to continue or cut back because of the support not being what it needs to be but right now kvoh is dealing with an issue and that is called well the electric crisis in california thanks to gavin newsom they they keep shutting down all their workable energy sources trying to go wind and solar while demanding everybody have an electric car, and the, the price of electricity has gone through the roof. I mean, it's just outrageous. And the cost of operating their, their shortwave transmitter on 9975 kilohertz has become totally prohibitive. And so they didn't want to make this decision, I know to cut back to three nights a week instead of six. They had been on the air, I believe it was Monday through Saturday night. I can't remember, but I think that sounds right. And they are now, I believe, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we are on now Friday and Saturday. It's a repeat broadcast on Saturday, though that may change. I may do something specific for them. On Saturday night, haven't decided yet. I may make that time available for other ministry work. Don't know. But my prayers are with them when their when their power bill more than doubled, heading toward tripled, and it's just expensive to maintain those high power transmitters. I, I I know a lot of people they 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 seem to know a lot about shortwave, and they, or they think they do. They've never had to maintain one of these so. Um, I know that was a hard decision for them. They're a great bunch of people. I love them dearly. And I really did not want to have to cut back. But it was becoming increasingly obvious that I was going to need to. And then this has happened. So here we are. The situation now at WRMI. It's very tenuous. We don't know what's going to happen uh, because of this storm. And we may not know till this weekend or tomorrow, Friday. Or next week, I'll try to keep you informed as I learn more. What happens if WRMI has some long-term damage? We're going to have to rethink it. We may be on the air right now. Things may have been all right. Hard to say. But it does give you perspective to have a backup plan. And I should know better because I worked in emergency management. What is your plan? What is your backup? What do you do? And I've been thinking about it. And there's some facilities that might be usable, but they, you know, they, they would take an investment to get there. Something else, and this is all, I'm just kind of sharing from the heart right now. And I hope you'll bear with me for just a few minutes. I'm, I'm working on some online offerings. I know a lot of you listen on shortwave, do not have internet. I understand that. I wish I could be on more domestic AM or FM radio stations, but it's prohibitive right now. Though I'd love to do it. I really need at some point to do it. Satellite, we looked at that a year or so ago and there just wasn't the support for it, so we we decided not to stay with that. Had a short-term opportunity. We we we're just trying to find where can we put this program? besides just shortwave, that you can still hear it. Now, online is okay, but once again, online is a very delicate infrastructure. And, you know, in a storm like like Ian, it could be down for a while. And in times of war, in times of bad politics, in times of what we're seeing in Washington, D.C., they can begin to look. The tech tyrants can censor and shut down... This program, I know many of you hear it as an Apple podcast, you may hear it on Google, you may hear it on you know Amazon or, or, or TuneIn, there, there are dozens of places, but they could pull the plug in a heartbeat. We do have the program available from a Christian podcast organization, and maybe you need to look into that from our website, which is truth2ponder.com. So if we disappear, you would have an alternative way to find it and even get an email update when the new program is released. I'm doing my best to to keep out of the harm's way that could come our way from the big tech corporations. I'm trying to put a number of smaller online offerings you know, that have music maybe, uh, some teaching, this program, other programs trying to put it together. And it's taking a lot of time. You know, I'm only only one person and I'm praying for those that God will raise up to assist me in the work. Not just in in putting it together technically, but you know, content providers. Maybe you're looking for a platform for you or your church. We have one that's coming together. Talk to me. You may be surprised. You can write me an email directly, bob at truth2ponder.com, bob at truth2ponder.com. I'm looking at some of the things that can be done even on wave. If WRMI can be survives this and we can get things fixed, there's some opportunities for this ministry and others as well, I really believe, ahead of us. Pray for me. I'm also working trying to help develop churches. I mean, for a guy that's supposed to be retired, I'm busier today than I was 10 years ago, than I was 20 years ago. And I'm thankful. You now hard to believe 20 years ago, I was doing talk radio and pastoring a church in Sarasota in the Sarasota area of Florida. And what a wonderful life that it was that I had during those years. And I thought they would never end you know something? Time marched on. Things changed. And here we are today. And I sense that God is getting ready to do something. And there's going to be some change. And honestly, I could use your support more now than ever as we plan for the future, whether the things we're doing currently or the things that need to be done going forward. And I'm going to ask you right now, to do something for me. Pray for me. I'm still having some health issues. But I'm trusting God. Maybe by November we'll know more. Have some appointments coming up. I feel okay. But I know there's a problem. So so pray. I need help. Pray that God raises up those. That can assist in the things that I'm doing. And, and pray that there'll be some finances to meet the new needs. As we develop this program and other ministries in this, I've said it before, I believe we're about to walk into a time where we're going to have a bit of a respite, an opportunity to share the good news. And I really believe in every ounce of my being that God is going to briefly pull back the veil and those that are sitting on the fence are going to see the truth about a whole lot of stuff those that have given themselves over to the lie will continue to believe the lie. And they'll do that, as the Bible says, to their own destruction. But during this window of opportunity to share God's truth, I don't want to be caught idle. I don't want to be not doing anything for the work of the kingdom. What does it say in the book of Isaiah? Here I am, Lord, send me, send me. Would you pray for this ministry, and would you consider giving it your financial support? Maybe you never have. And it's very easy, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio or Money Order, and you can mail it to our new mailing address. Now, if you've still been using the old one, it'll still work through the month of October. The new mailing address is really easy. It's Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. And we are in Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Chilhowie, Virginia. And Chilhowie is spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, I'll give that address in just a moment. You can also go to our website, truth2ponder.com. There's some opportunities to support us, even using Give, Send, Go, or PayPal, whichever one is easier for you. PayPal hasn't cut us off yet, and we could use your support now more than ever before as we plan and chart the future. Once again, that mailing address, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chilhowie, Virginia Zip code is 24319 That's 24319 And tomorrow, God willing We will be back With another message of hope Here on the broadcast This has been Truth to Ponder With Bob Bierman To find out more Visit our website truththe number two and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two
1: ponder.com. Truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.